0: I was shocked to hear the news this past week about a Toronto-area mother who has been charged with the murder of her 15-year-old autistic son. And I have only one thing to say. How can you tell her that's wrong when we continually tell women it's okay to kill their unborn children? That's it. There's nothing more to it. Well, I can't say more. Did you know that in Canada and in the United States, It's common for pregnant women to get offered a screening for Down syndrome. There's no prenatal screening for autism, but for Down syndrome. In Canada and in the US, 8 out of 10 pregnancies that test positive for Down syndrome are terminated. I heard a statistic this last week that in the UK it is 90 percent. That's 9 out of 10. And it's okay. If your unborn baby is going to have a disability, it's okay to get rid of it. So why is it not okay to kill them after they're born? You see, that's what abortion does. It says that if someone causes you suffering or fear or or, or could be an inconvenience, it's okay to kill them. Legalized abortion tells us that our society accepts killing under certain circumstances. So why are we surprised when there's a school shooting, or when a mother kills her own disabled son, or when a father who kills his disabled daughter is hailed as a victim hero? You tell a mother it's okay to kill her unborn child because he's disabled? Then it must be okay to kill her disabled son after he's born. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. Hello and welcome to this week's Salt and Light Radio, the Halloween edition. I'm Pedro Guevara-Man. And I'm Chris Dimitrenko. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be saying all Halloween, but All Saints Day, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think there will be much Halloween on this show. I hope not. No, but instead we'll have uh, Saint Lee... Michelle Knutso with she us is. and uh, she's going to bring us some news about what's happening in dioceses across the country and you Chris you're also very saintly. Oh and well thank you. <laughs> you'll you. be bringing
1: us up to date as always on the news. Yes we'll be talking about the end of a very important series of discussions in Rome the the synod and uh, the start of a new one as well as some ethical perspectives on the flu.
0: Very interesting, Mm -hmm. very uh, pertinent, certainly. Um, And today we will also be talking about the feminine genius. I hope uh, you'll be listening, Chris. So Mm -hmm. I hope uh, that a lot of men are actually listening. Uh, We're going to be speaking to uh, also to Catholic, uh, Canadian Catholic singer, songwriter uh, and Salt and Light radio guest, Chris Bray, who just received the Canadian Gospel Music Award. For new artists of the year. That's very cool. And that's where we begin with Chris Bray and his song, We Are Called, from the Worship album.
2: It's not about what's in it for me. Oh, what, we can get out of it gave us the ultimate sacrifice, He saved our lives, I will live for you and do your will. We are called to live as Christ, we are called to evangelize, we are called... For life To give it up for God's great will Answer His call through prayer and reflection And ask Him for His protection I will live for you and do your will We are called to live as Christ We are called to
0: Featured Artist of the Week, Chris Bray with We Are Called. It's a great song and has been on the top of the Canadian Gospel Music Charts for a few months now. And now here with us is Michelle. Hi,
3: Pedro. With
0: the first half of our event.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. So as always, we start on the West Coast. You can enjoy some R&R at Corpus Christi College in Vancouver, November 6th for the Rice or the Ritz fundraising dinner for orphans in Guatemala. It's called uh, Rice or the Ritz. Tickets are $15 and 80% of the proceeds is going to go towards a gift to an orphanage in Patsun, Guatemala, and 20% is going to go towards sending nine Corpus Christi students to volunteer at the orphanage in February. And I just want to encourage you if you're going to Vancouver um, for this event or if you're around the area because um, through my experience with the documentary, one day uh, with these Loyola students in high school, it really changed their lives to go down to Mexico. So um, I know what's ahead for these students. It's going right. to be it's going to be awesome. So it's almost you know the question is always who receives more the people that are you know receiving the gift or yeah. the people that are going to give it. Yes. Um, so it's really powerful. The evening includes uh, a talk by Miriam Palacios, a silent auction, cake auction is awesome. Who doesn't love cake? I know. And live music. So uh, for more info, go to the uh, Vancouver's Archdiocesan website. The Western Conference of Catholic Religious Educators is holding their annual conference in Victoria from November 12th to 15th. So if you're involved in catechesis in any way in Western Canada or the Northern Territories, you should seriously consider attending this along with uh, the bishops, directors, administrators, teachers, and catechists of of all of the West and Northern Canada. It's going to be an exciting, faith-filled four days In beautiful Victoria. Mm
2: -hmm. And the
3: brochure is available online at Vancouver's Archdiocesan website. Um, In Edmonton, the Office for Social Justice invites everyone to learn about Pope Benedict's new encyclical, Caritas in Veritate, Charity and Truth, November 10th at the Catholic Pastoral Center. So this is your chance to reflect on how you can live out this beautiful and powerful encyclical message in your life, your parish, your work, and your community. The cost is only five dollars and that includes lunch. Um, So confirm your attendance. You'll find more information on Edmonton's Archdiocesan website. Edmonton is also hosting a liturgy workshop with Bishop Wisner of Prince George November 13th and 14th at St. Teresa's Parish. If you are or would like to be part of the liturgical ministry in your parish, plan to attend this one. So check out Edmonton's Archdiocesan website for more info under pastoral scene. The Canadian Council of Christians and Jews of Alberta is having their annual Fall Dialogue November 1st at St. Cecilia's Parish in Calgary. Professor Doris Bergen is speaking on mothers and daughters in the Holocaust. Tickets are $10. Reservations are required. Again, check out Calgary's diocesan website. For more info, Development and Peace Calgary Council and the Social Justice Office also invites everyone to learn about Pope Benedict's new encyclical. This November 7th at St. Bonaventure Parish. Cost is 15 includes lunch. Uh, and again, it requires confirmation for your attendance. Uh, contact Calgary's Social Justice Office for that event. If you're concerned about infectious diseases like H1N1 uh, you might want to plan to attend the fifth annual conference called Awakening Hope for the Community, a Catholic Approach to Public Health. That's happening Saturday, November 14th at St. Mary's University College in Calgary. This conference is open to all whether you are in the medical profession or not. In Regina, the Archdiocese introduces a new Archdiocesan marriage preparation resource. It's called For Better and Forever, Changing the Way Christian Couples Prepare for Marriage. A workshop is offered uh, on the resource November 6th with author Reverend Robert Runke at Holy Child Parish. So check out Regina's Archdiocesan website. For more info, a Rachel's Vineyards weekend retreat is also being offered in Bruno, Saskatchewan, November 6th to 8th. Again, this is a beautiful opportunity for, for anyone who has struggled with the emotional or spiritual pain of an abortion to find healing. So for more information, check out rachelsvineyard.org, all one word.
0: Thank you, Michelle. So that uh, that's it for the first part of events. Michelle will be back at the end of the show with the second half of events in the second half of the country. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel and on the internet at TV.org slash radio. I'm Pedro Guevara-Man. And I'm his loyal sidekick, Chris Timotrenko. Chris Dimitrenko, what's been going on? And we seem to have forgotten a little bit about the Synod of Bishops.
1: Well, it hasn't gotten a whole lot of media attention. Mind you, most of the sessions are behind closed doors. So if anyone is complaining about it, that is largely the reason. But they did release the 57 propositions from the Synod. So the Synod ended last week, and as part of the Synod, as as is every Synod of Bishops, the Bishops put together propositions for the Pope to consider for his post-Synodal Apostolic Exhortation which uh, he is expected to write. Now the Pope still hasn't written the Post-Synodal Apostolic Exhortation from the last Synod one year ago. So these things can take s- take some time.
0: Just a note. Uh, so this is the the Synod on bishops I- in Africa. Oh, sorry, um, all African bishops.
1: African bishops in Rome. But they were assembled in Rome. Yes. That's right. Now some of these propositions involved uh, a recommendation to create a study Commission on women in the church. Um, As well, there was a lot of talk about um, tribalism in the church. So you have countries where different bishops will belong to different African tribes, and so there can be disunity within the church. Uh, Another topic of discussion was encouraging priests to be more devoted to celibacy and detachment from material goods. Uh, There was even a call in one of the propositions for an end to simony, which is the sale of sacramentals such as holy water and oils and a lot of talk about reconciliation justice and peace that was the theme of this particular Synod and uh, and on encouraging Catholics particularly Catholic politicians to live out their faith in their political life because in many countries there's corruption and there's bloodshed And the bishops were asking why is this if these are Catholics who are leading these countries right and uh, one Bishop uh, asked you know what has happened to our traditional African sense of shame. So we should be ashamed of this. Right. Now, um, some of the other topics that they talked about were the cancellation of Africa's external debt, stronger environmental protections, and uh, an end to to Western ideologies being thrust upon African nations, um, uh, often with impositions in terms of, of aid that can be given, mm-hmm. You know, particularly in the areas of, of abortion and and homosexual rights and and things of that nature. Now, so the the African Synod ended, but then last week a new set of discussions began, and that's with the Society of St. Pius X, which is a traditionalist group who are very much devoted to uh, uh, to the, the Tridentine Mass, the, the extraordinary form of the Mass, but are also against some of the reforms of Vatican II. And this is what they're going to be talking about, representatives of this society along with the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. They're going to be talking about the nature of Catholic tradition, uh, the Novus Order Mass, um, the interpretation of Vatican Council documents, and whether they're really in continuity with the Catholic Tradition. So whether this is, is, is continuous, because this is the, the cause of the break. Um, now, people might be expecting some kind of announcement very soon, in the same way that, that uh, there was this announcement regarding the Anglican Church and this new provision that was created for a structure for them. But this process with the the Lefebvreites, as they're called, could take a lot longer. In fact, the head of the delegation from the Society of St. Pius X Uh, Bishop Alfonso de Garrieta Mm -hmm. said that we could have several years of discussions ahead of us and those who are familiar with the differences of opinion between the Vatican and the Society know that there's a lot of work to be done. That's true, yeah, Mm -hmm. that'll
0: keep them busy for a while in the Vatican. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, That's the news for now. And Chris, uh, saintly Chris, will return in about 20 minutes to tell us uh, a little bit more about the uh, flu, uh,
1: that's right, and whether uh, and whether there are ethical considerations to whether or not you get that vaccine. Very good, we look forward to that.
3: You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117.
0: I've always been intrigued by what many experts have to say about the differences between men and women. I mean, clearly there are physical differences, but to suggest that we are not equal could get me in a lot of trouble. Although... Equal does not mean the same. I mean, we don't have time to look at both sexes, although that would be really interesting. But today, we'll only look at the better one of the two, the female. What does it mean to be a woman? And to help us out with this, we have in the studio, here with us, Therese Nichols, who's been doing an internship with Salt and Light. She's from Australia, and she's just been working on a project on the feminine genius. Therese, welcome to Salt and Light Radio.
4: Thank you for having me, Pedro.
0: So, Therese, twenty years have passed since Pope John Paul II wrote uh, an apostolic letter, Mulieris dignitatem, um, on the vocation and dignity—or sorry, on the on the dignity and vocation of women. Mm. Um, he introduced this concept that has come to be known as the feminine genius. And I think I know I am, but a lot of people are still just trying to figure out what that means. Mm-hmm. So, what does it
4: mean? The feminine genius. I think, in a sense, it summarises the dignity of women and it's a call to action to show women their dignity and to show the world and to describe to the world the unique qualities of women and the unique qualities of the feminine genius. And part of it and part of the essence of that is motherhood, both spiritual and physical motherhood. And that motherhood um, requires the action of... is that the heart is the... Nurturing is the loving, is the giving, is the sharing.
0: Okay, that's good. I was going to ask you, I mean, about the qualities, S- b- wondering what unique qualities women have that men don't have. But mm. you said, you brought, I mean, you said motherhood, and clearly, uh, as a man, I, I, I don't have that quality. But you, mm. you said spiritual motherhood. What does that mean? What is that?
4: spiritual motherhood for a woman for myself I'm not married and I'm not a consecrated sister I'm not a nun I'm a single lay woman in the church Mm -hmm. but I still have a call and a vocation to love through being a spiritual motherhood um, to care and look out for my brothers and sisters for other people to nurture and to I think something that's beautiful about the woman is that they see what lies beneath they don't necessarily always concentrate on the physical or on the outside, on the exterior. Okay, but you're saying that men do. No, um, they're Generally? more wired to.
0: T- so men are more, more wired, wired to the be physical, to yes, the look. Yes, okay, that's yeah. Um, yeah I, I accept that.
4: Uh, women, women need and need to give love. They need to serve, and it's the same with men. And I think so often, and through my through discovering the Feminine Genius through producing this program on the Feminine Genius Uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about the qualities that women have and I think about men in my own life who have those same qualities of love and caring and giving and (laughs) uh, some men have those even more than women Yeah, I think we get too caught up in what the differences are between men and women. Uh-huh. The Feminine Genius is not talking about the difference between men and women and what women have more of. So it's, it's not comparing. It's not comparing. It's not about that. It's about unlocking the power that women have to give love and the power for women to transform the world through through service and through abandoning their self-focused attitudes. Um, and giving up the pressure, um, yeah, abandoning that.
0: Okay, well, no, forgive me for bringing it back to the comparison, and maybe Mm. it's because I'm not a woman. But so uh, those qualities that you're saying that maybe some men might have it more than some women, but in general, are you saying that God has designed women a certain way that's different? That (laughs) Again, I'm making a comparison, but different Mm. than men, and and that it that the feminine genius is inviting women the, this concept inviting women to unlock to use th- the, the same expression how how they've been designed by god mm as women like i i'm sorry yes
4: no definitely because i suppose this um this apostolic letter the first apostolic letter dedicated to women yeah uh came at a time in the 1980s when feminism was ripe and it was feminism feminism still continues now But back then it was um, really shackling and repressing motherhood. And it was about women becoming aggressive and climbing the corporate ladder, which it still has now, but there's more of appreciation of motherhood. We've gone through a whole new different wave of feminism and the problem now is pop culture and how that has um, influenced women. So I think this document, in a sense, it addresses the issues that women, the obstacles and challenges that women face. That really oppress and put down the essence of the feminine, feminine genius. Because so many women see femininity as a weakness.
2: Okay,
0: uh, yeah, and I and I do want to talk about that, about those challenges. But you brought something else up, uh, just to clarify. You don't mean that that women are called to motherhood, physical motherhood, or d- or do you?
4: Not all women are. All women are called to motherhood. Some it will be spiritual motherhood, and some it will be physical motherhood.
0: In the sense that they're called to nurture and give love in a in a special way. Yeah. That's different than men.
4: Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm. And I suppose a beautiful example of that is just seeing how a child relates to his mother in a different way. Right. How a child comes to his mother. It's a natural response, a natural way in uh, how a mother reacts. To a child from how a man reacts doesn't mean that it's a better way. I'm better than man. It complements the man. And I think when those, the gifts and the beauty of motherhood and the gifts and beauty of fatherhood, both physical and spiritual, are used, then it complements in such a beautiful way.
0: Okay. Let's talk about the, the challenges and the obstacles. Um, but just a note for anyone that might be joining the program at this at this time, you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara, man. And we're talking with Therese Nichols from Australia, in case you're trying <laughs> to figure out what the accent is, um, uh, about what it means to be an authentic woman, about the feminine genius. Um, we're, we're, we're running out of time, and I, and I want to get to this last question because uh, I suspect uh, there might be some confusion in what people are hearing. And that's good because, because maybe you'll tell us about it. Um, what, what then would you tell our women listeners on how to live out their call to be authentic feminine geniuses then?
4: I think as Christian women we have a particular role because we as Christian women understand our dignity within God, that we were created in the image of God, that we were created in His absolute complete beauty and love. So therefore we have that beautiful, um, we can have that beautiful relationship with Him and we understand the morals and virtues of what we're called to be. Mm -hmm. So therefore we're called to be leaders of authentic beauty, of authentic femininity in the world. So I think when we're truly united to the heart of Christ through the sacraments, through the Eucharist, Mm -hmm. through a a personal relationship with Christ and knowing Him, we can then radiate that love that we receive from Him to the world. It's like Mm -hmm. we're sponges. We soak in all of His gifts, all of His love so that we can shine that out onto the world. And I think when we give that, Then that unlocks peace, which unlocks joy. And when women are truly make a true gift of themselves, then they become who they're meant to be. Right. And I love that quote. One of my favorite quotes is that quote from Saint Catherine of Siena. Yes. If you are who you are meant to be, you'll set the world on fire. Yeah. And we as women are called to be true, authentic women which is love. We're called to be ambassadors of love. We're called to build a civil civilization of love like men are, but as women in our own unique way in bringing the softness and gentleness that the world's thirsting for. And to understand that femininity isn't a weakness, it's what the world craves. And when we are that, then men become all they're meant to be and become the masculine geniuses they're meant to be. We complement each other and we create beauty in the yeah. world.
0: Yeah, and that's certainly, it's, it's fascinating. I, I'm, I'm still just, you can see the wheels in my in my head turning, and, and, and I hope that our listeners are also w- trying to figure out what this all means. Um, uh, we've been speaking to Therese Nichols. She's our dear Aussie intern, who's been immersed for the last couple of months in the world of a feminine genius. Um, this will be the topic of an all-new Catholic focus. And next Wednesday, November 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific, on Salt Lake Light Television. Be sure to tune in and continue this interesting conversation. Therese, thank you for being with us.
4: Thank you so much for having me, Petri. Now, if
0: you want to find out more about the feminine genius, you can certainly look up John Paul II's letter on the dignity and vocation of women. You can find it on the Vatican website, vatican.va, but if I can also recommend a book... Uh, by uh, author Genevieve Kinecki. It's called The Authentic Catholic Woman. Just check out the website feminine-genius.com And now that you've heard what we have to say about it, you can write us to share what you have to say on what it means to be an authentic woman. Our, our, our email is radio at sultanlighttv.org We're looking forward to some interesting discussion and also check out our blog saltandlighttv.org slash blog for more discussion, discussion on this topic. Now here is our featured artist of the week, Chris Bray with Finally Let Go.
2: I was hanging on Until the day you came along I thought I was in control should listen from the start. You were calling me home. And I was so. in control.
0: Chris Bray with Finally Let Go from the worship album. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio Heard on the Catholic channel every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. 11 atlantic and 1130 in newfoundland i'm sorry i've always wanted to say that chris
1: and you had your chance <laughs> and i
0: had my chance um, here back with us now is krista matrenko with uh ethical concerns on getting the h1n1 vaccine
1: that's right um first of all pedro do you plan on getting the vaccine oh uh, you're putting me on the spot and and certainly we were talking about this
0: before coming on the air and mm-hmm. i had been thinking that i'm healthy um i i get the flu every year it's it's not hasn't killed me yet do i really need to you know stand in line and and get the vaccine so i was considering maybe not getting it but you're making me uh think again
1: well you might want to wanted to have gotten it before we we got (laughs) in this uh, sound booth here since i had the flu not long ago myself i'm still uh, sniffling a little bit but uh, i um here in canada there's still a lot of talk about h1n1 a 13 year old toronto boy Died uh, died this past week, uh, as well as a young girl from Cornwall, Ontario, not too far from from Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, died, and uh, and so I mean it's not just not just older people who are who no. are who are affected by this, uh, but but younger people as well, and uh, and I saw this recent article in the Globe and Mail, which was asking you know is it ethical not to get the vaccination? Is it selfish? Uh, there was a recent poll that said 48% of Canadians might refuse the H1N1 vaccination. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a lot of different reasons for this. Some of those reasons due to, you know, people concerned about the effectiveness of this, or mm-hmm. the side effects, um, or or just laziness. But in this article in, um, uh, in the Globe and Mail, Canada's one of Canada's national newspapers, uh, two bioethicists, Julie Guichon and Ian Mitchell, Um, said that, you know, there could be serious consequences to our public health care system if people don't get the vaccination. uh, In that, you know, getting side effects from the shot is one in a million, but there's the risk that 20 to 35 percent of the population could get uh, affected by this. And if, you know, 100,000 people end up being in the hospital, this might destroy or at least temporarily shut down much of our healthcare system, which, which will be, you know, uh, having a hard time taking care of other people's mm-hmm. medical concerns if it's, if it's being overburdened with, with s- cases of H1N1. Now, in terms of, of the risks uh, from this vaccine, these ethicists say that, you know, some of these things are, are getting overblown. You know, if a scientist was 99% sure that there weren't any risks from this vaccine, he would still talk about and discuss this 1% uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So really the uncertainty is very, very small, but still scientists will talk about it. And maybe this is giving people more of a fear about the vaccination than they should have. Yeah. Um, now it should be said that, uh, that there's no concern about the vaccine from an ethical perspective in terms of, of being from uh, aborted fetal cell lines, which, which some people have uh, have had concerns about with other vaccines, and thankfully, with the vaccine in Canada as well as in the United States, uh, these are actually made from chicken embryos. They're not from they're not being made from aborted fa- uh, aborted embri- uh, aborted human embryos. And uh, and there's a group called Children of God for Life, a pro life pro life group. That specializes in vaccine information i thought that was very interesting that is
0: very interesting I, I actually had heard also that uh it might be a concern for people who have egg allergies because the vaccines are the virus are incubated. that's true it's that's very true. very interesting no you you've i think managed to to, to swim me a little bit I, I i think i refuse to to be afraid you know be not afraid and and uh and maybe i think that that i'm hopefully thinking that the
1: flu is not going to be it's not going to be that bad it's not really that bad well, you but well, I mean you know what swayed me? It was actually at mass this past Sunday. Really. And we were about to do the sign of peace. Since I was a little bit sick, I, I, I didn't, I didn't shake anyone's hand. I, I like to. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I didn't. And I, and I saw, you know, around me, you know, elderly people. I saw around me children. The church was quite packed, and I realized, you know, just how easily it would be for, for, for even from my missile, for, for, the you for to this pass to it be. On, yeah. Spread to someone else.
0: Yeah, no, it's certainly uh, something to be concerned about. And mm-hmm. at least here in Canada, I don't know what it's like in other countries, but it's free. You yeah, just go that's and right. get the vaccine for free. So there's no concern there. Th- uh, thank you, Chris. That was uh, our Salt and Light Radio news producer, Chris Dimitrenko, who is on his way to the Holy Land for a month. So I did want to talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing in Israel for, for the next month.
1: That's right. I leave tomorrow. so uh, So I have a lot of packing still to do, but I'll be there for a month working on a number of different projects, one of them with Bethlehem University, a Catholic university uh, in Bethlehem, and so much of the history of this university has been shaped by the political conflicts that have, that have been going on there, right. um, as they're trying to serve the people, and and uh, and this is this is in the West Bank, so this is in the Palestinian territories. Also, we'll be going to a number of the pilgrimage sites that Pope Benedict went to. Uh, that's right, and so we'll be providing some context to those particular sites why the Pope thought it was important for him to go there. And one last thing, there's going to be a beatification in Nazareth of Mother Mary scene later in the month and we're very privileged to be able to, to be there. We'll be airing this on Salt and Light Television Live as it happens on the 22nd. Yeah. And we'll also be speaking with some family members for a later production.
0: Exactly, it's a great opportunity but don't be sad because we'll be checking in with Chris on the phone. So uh, he'll still be with us uh, once a week on Salt and Light Radio. And hopefully I'll
1: have some great stories to share with Uh, you
0: I think you probably will. And remember, if you'd like to comment on anything you hear in our program, tell us if you're getting the H1N1 (laughs) vaccine Mm -hmm. or anything you hear on the program. Send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org.
3: Hi, I'm Janelle, and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel on Sirius 159 or XM 117.
0: Last week we spoke to Janelle, a young Canadian Catholic singer-songwriter who had been nominated for three Covenant Awards, which are the Canadian Gospel Music Association Awards. And I'm happy to report that Janelle received one of those awards, Female Vocalist of the Year, so that's very cool. Congratulations Janelle. And another one of our Salt and Light friends, Chris Bray, had also been nominated for two awards, New Artist of the Year, and his album, the Worship album, was nominated for Praise and Worship Album of the Year, and I'm very happy to report that Chris was awarded with the New Artist of the Year award. And to let us, uh, to tell us all about it, Chris joins us now on the phone from his home in London, Ontario. Welcome to Sultan Light Radio, Chris. Hi,
5: thank you.
0: So, first time at the Covenant Awards. What was it like?
5: It was awesome. It, um, you know, it was definitely all new to me because uh, I'd never gone before, and I didn't quite know what to expect, but. It's just a, an incredible experience. And you know when you see um you know the Grammys and the Juno's on TV and you know, it was just like that. Um Yeah. And and you know, being in the audience, being a part of it was just amazing.
0: So you're in the audience, they they, 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 they literally call the nominees and then like pull your name out of an envelope?
5: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty surreal.
0: Yeah, and did you have a, a little speech there you had to Yeah, play? I went
5: up and um, I was, I was really shocked because, I honestly, I, I didn't think that I was going to win. Hmm. And it, there was a, a group that was also nominated in the same category for New Artists, and they actually performed at the awards show. Oh, yeah. So all along, I was kind of thinking, well, if they're good enough to perform at the awards show, like, they're definitely going to win New Artists for the Year. So I'm just sort of sitting back and just, just watching and enjoying, and then all of a sudden, Chris Bray, and I'm like, what? Surprised. So <laughs> so I, I nice. ran up on stage and... and um, I don't really remember exactly what came out of my mouth, but um, I was that's just very excited and very honored. Yeah,
0: that's sure. great. Congratulations! So now you didn't perform during the awards ceremony, right? But you did get a chance to perform because it wasn't just a one event; it was like a conference.
5: Yeah, it's a whole week long. The conference. Yeah, I performed um, on the Wednesday uh, at a worship showcase with, uh, along with uh, Dan McCauley and John Bauer and some other people, and um, and that was just a great evening, um, just you know sharing new worship music to um, the people that were there and it was just a, a great experience. Yeah,
0: I think that's a great idea that they have that they make it a week-long event and they had so they had these showcases, correct me if I'm wrong, but all throughout Calgary. Yeah, I um, think there was 10 showcases. I, exactly. And yep. and different artists were just sort of uh, it sounded to me like it was kind of randomly put, you know, you were put in this church with a bunch of other artists that you probably didn't know and how did so how did that work? What was the dina- the dynamics for that performance for you?
5: Well, you know, I they, I mean, they weren't really random. They were, you know, they were categorized. So, you know, ours was strictly, you know, just the people that really are focusing on worship. Okay, more, I see. More, more singer-songwriter type uh, people. And um, so I, I kind of knew a couple of the people um, just from, you know, uh, connecting with them in, in ministry stuff. So it was really neat to be able to catch up right. and touch base with them. And um, we actually, all of us, uh, there were six of us that, that performed that night, and we all got together and... It, um, did a song at the end. We oh, did uh, Matt Myers' As It Is in Heaven.
0: I, I was just going to ask you, did you get a chance to play together? And, and it's great that yeah. you did Matt's song. That's cool. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Nice. Um, just a note for anyone that might be joining the program at this point, you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. Uh, I'm Pedro, your host. We're speaking with Chris Bray, uh, Canadian Catholic singer-songwriter, just uh, been awarded the uh, New Artist of the Year. Award Covenant Award, which are the Canadian Gospel Music Association awards. Now, Chris, uh, your songs uh, "Called" and "Finally Let Go," which we we actually heard o- earlier in the program, have both been number one in Canada on Christian radio. Uh, actually, I'm not sure, but one of them is still "Is Finally Let Go." Still number one right now, right? It
5: well, it was last month, and it's actually uh, number three. Right
0: yeah, so they've uh, been the like in the top.
5: Yeah,
0: uh, on Christian radio christian radio in canada Uh, tell me a little bit about that and i was going to ask you how that feels but uh, i mean of course it feels good but tell me about that and and what that means for you
5: yeah well it's the whole thing is just really overwhelming i didn't when i started this project about a year ago i i did not expect that at all and i didn't even really think in that realm of things and it it wasn't really my goal at the time but um you know just you know just having the, the radio embrace um the songs like they did and, and the success the, that they had on radio just, it's just been amazing and um, you know it's been awesome being able to um, network with the, the different stations and connect with them and, and um, you know feel like I'm kind of making a difference and, and um, you know providing you know a worship resource for people that are out
0: there right can really you cool. can you explain for, for some of our listeners that might not understand how the how the industry works how do you get one of your songs on the radio how does that work
5: well I'm sure there's a variety of ways to do it um, you know, there's uh, a governing authority for Christian radio in Canada, and it's uh, a magazine called More Radio. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, basically, there's—I mean, there's so many different ways of doing something. I, I just know from how I've done in the past. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just sort of submit your song there, and and it's really just about developing um, personal relationships with the different radio stations in Canada. Right. You know, I I kind of started with with my local Christian radio station, Grace FM, here in London. Right. They've, been, they've been so good to me in supporting um, my ministry and, and the music and stuff. And, and it just kind of developed from there. You know, we moved from one station to two to three, and then eventually just kind of spread across the, uh, the uh, country. So right. it's really
0: neat. Right. So I suspect that at, at some point the stations are going to be playing the songs that, that are, I hate to say, the better songs, or at least the songs that people want to listen. Um, and that's how they move up the charts in a way, right? Like it d- it's not like in the states that it has to do, or with secular radio that it has to do with sales necessarily, right?
5: Yeah, I mean they're they're very selective, right? Like they obviously they want a place that's good. So and and the other thing is they don't they don't have a whole lot of slots because if they played everybody's songs, um, you know, they they only get played like a <laughs> year because there's just so much music. Right. There. But um, uh, you know, um, the other thing the other thing to consider too is. Uh, we ha- in Canada we have to play a percentage of Canadian content, yeah, yeah, and, and that's been one real advantage for me being a Canadian and having, you know, my songs be produced in Canada and
0: all that. Right, excellent. Now you're also you're not just doing music; you're you're uh, obviously involved in your parish. <laughs> in yeah. fact, Father Graham Keep, who was on the program last week, uh, is your pastor. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of neat, that neat connection. Um, you're also involved with uh, a child sponsorship program called Compassion Canada. Correct? That's right. Tell tell us yeah. a bit about that.
5: Yeah, I I, I partnered with Compassion um, recently, but you know, I guess along the way, you know, it's something that um, if anyone's not familiar with what Compassion is, it's similar to World Vision. It's the whole whole concept of um, sponsoring a child, and and um, through your sponsorship, it, it just provides them with you know food and clothes, education, and and um, not only that, but you know, faith nurturing, and it's oh all right. Christ centered, and um, it's something that my wife and I, we've talked about for years, and um, we just, you know, we never really put those words into action, and, and I just really felt convicted to um, to do that, and so I, I decided to partner with them, and then, and we ended up sponsoring a child ourselves. We chose um, a little girl, uh, Mariana from Columbia, oh, yeah. and, and we chose her because we have a daughter ourselves, and um, yes, we thought, you know, how cool will it be when, when our daughter, can write letters to Mariana in Columbia and, and, and Mariana can write back mm-hmm. and um, you know they can develop a relationship that way and, and um, so I, you know I just, just was really um, you know just drawn to it and um, right. and as part of my ministry I try and promote that as well and, and um, just encourage people to you know if you haven't thought about sponsoring a child to you know maybe consider about consider that and, and pray about
0: that. Right. So the sponsorship uh, does it involve that some of the proceeds from your album goes to support compassion or do you have an insert in the uh, in the CD or how d- or is it just completely separate that you just pr- uh,
5: At this point because I I just started recently, you know, I haven't integrated it um with any of, you know, my CD or anything like that, but you know, definitely in the future we'll be doing that, but um, there's some information on my website, and uh, I have um, a page on Compassion.
0: Yeah. Compassion.ca
5: slash Chris Bray, and um, can you can find all the information about, you know, how they how they handle their finances and where your money goes. Exactly. And all that stuff that uh, people would want to know.
0: Yeah, all there. good work, Chris. Thank you for talking with us. Con- congratulations again. You're doing good work. Um, Thanks so much. have to make sure I get to one of your concerts uh, sometime soon, maybe, maybe if we get do a recording or something. Um, thanks a lot for talking with us tonight. Thanks
5: for having me. Appreciate it.
0: So we've been speaking with Chris Bray. If you'd like uh, Chris to come to your parish for a concert or to lead a worship evening or or to find out if he's coming anywhere near you or to purchase his music, well, actually, to get any information about him, go to his website, Chris Bray Music. That's Chris B-R-A-Y, B-R-A-Y music.com. Everything you need to know is there. And now here is Chris's new single, which will be hitting the radios so if you listen to Christian Radio. Here in Canada, all over in November, you are King,
3: you are Lord.
2: All who are broken and all who have failed, all who have seen the troubles we share, all who are living and all who have died, we are created. Image of Christ, fathers and daughters, sons and their friends, mothers and sisters, and everyone within. We stand united. Together we cry to our Creator, Savior, and Life. You are King. You are Lord. Matter where you came from, soon our great Savior will carry us home. All of the children, the young and the old, all of the people who cried out, Lord, we stand united together we cry to our Creator, Savior, and I. So I yeah. Oh.
0: our featured artist of the week Chris Bray with You Are King You Are Lord I'm Pedro Guevara Man. and you're listening to Salt and Light Radio our email address is radio at TV.org and our blog can be found at TV.org slash blog. And now here is Michelle. Again, we continue with Saskatoon.
3: That's right. In the prairies, Faith Live is happening tomorrow, November 1st, at St. Mary's Parish in Saskatoon. All young adults are invited to gather and talk about issues of faith. They'll be using movie clips, YouTube videos, and music as material for the reflection. And there will also be prayer and scripture reading, faith sharing, and board games night to follow. So it's a potluck snack. So bring food and of course, bring friends. In Manitoba, a Chat concert for kids ages 2 to 11 is happening November 4th at St. Augustine's in Brandon. It's a great event for families if you're looking for fun ways especially to incorporate faith in your child's life through prayer, conversations, faith-filled stories, and great songs. This event is definitely for you. For more information, you can visit catchat.ca, that's all one word, catchat.ca. And uh, I really want to take this opportunity to talk about Rise Up, 2009's Rise Up. Conference. Um, I thought at first, is it too early? Because it's happening after Christmas no, time. No but no, people
0: need I to thought, know about you know it now. what? Yeah, Start you need planning. to know about
3: it now. And I just realized that our early bird rates end November second. Yeah. So I thought, wow, this is okay. Let's let me mention this now, because um, it's happening in Winnipeg. So if you've never heard of Rise Up. Um, where have you been? You need to attend Hmm. this event. Hundreds of young adults from across Canada come together to celebrate God's presence in their lives and the ways in which um, it's manifested around them. So you'll hear amazing speakers, um, amazing music. There'll be incredible time for prayer as well. And uh, this year it's being held at the Delta Winnipeg Hotel. And like I said, early bird registration closes November 2nd. This is an event for 18 years uh, or up. So if you're in university, if you're a young professional, I. I wholeheartedly encourage you yes, to attend this likewise. event. I'm, I'm talking. I'm trying to talk my sister into going too. Yeah, I don't think it'll be certainly. too hard. But
0: no, and Salt and Light Television will be there, and our CEO, our executive producer, Father Thomas Rosica, will be one of the
3: speakers. That's right. That's right. So um, rise up. 2009 Great way to spend your New Year's Eve. Amazing yes. way. Amazing yes. way. Um, I wish I was going. I cannot, but I wish I was. Uh, Moving on to Toronto, the University of Toronto's Multifaith Centre is hosting a Multifaith Reflection on Being Persecuted for Your Faith. That's happening November 2nd. Rabbi Aaron Katchen, the Reverend Raymond D'Souza, and Rahil Raza will be there. And the special guest speaker will be the most Reverend Sigitas Tamkevicius, Archbishop of Kaunas, Lithuania who actually came to visit our studio this week. Yes. He's our most recent uh, witness interviewee with Father Tom yes. so um, look out for him on our network and if you can attend this event um, do so. He was a beautiful soul, beautiful mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. So. On November 8th, all are welcome to join Archbishop Thomas Collins for Lexu Divina at St. Michael's Cathedral. Once a month, he continues to lead us in prayer and reflection on scriptural passages. This year's theme is the parables of Jesus. If you can't make it, that's okay, because we'll air it on Salt and Light Television the following Sunday. So the next one is happening November 8th. And I mean, this is such an amazing opportunity to to receive um, spiritual guidance from our very own. Uh, yes, yeah, Archbishop. Yes. So it's uh, Archbishop. That's right. So it's a it's a great opportunity. So if you can do attend, mm-hmm. the Newman Center Toronto's fall retreat is coming up November 13th to 15th at the Shadow Lake Center in Stowville, Ontario. All those between 18 and 35 are invited to encounter God, grow in faith, and community around the theme "Renew the Fire." To register, the sign up sheet will be available at the Newman Center. The cost for the weekend is seventy five dollars in ottawa the wilberforce weekend is happening november 13th to 14th at the university of ottawa's uh, jock turcotte hall this is a national seminar with the goal of exploring transformative cultural and public policy advocacy supporting people with disabilities and those who are chronically ill dying or medically at risk the seminar is conducted under the auspices of the non-partisan faith politics interface program for more information contact Wes McLeod because I think it's for um, by invitation only so um, so do contact Wes it's very important Mm -hmm. that's a W for Wes McLeod at mcbd.ca In Montreal, November 6th to 7th, the Faith Enrichment Conference is happening. Contact the Diocesan Faith Education Office for more information. And last but not least, Prince Edward Island's teens are all invited to the Teen Encounter Weekend at the Belcourt Centre, November 6th and 7th. And that's it for events.
0: Thank you very much. There's a lot going on, so that's Mm -hmm. great. And again, remember, let us know about your events An email to radio at org.
1: You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117.
0: I'm Pedro Guevara Man.
3: And I'm Michelle Nuzzo.
0: Now be sure to tune in to Salt Light Television tomorrow, Sunday, November 1st, All Saints Day, for our concert film, Credo, John Paul II.
3: Yes, Italian tenor Andrea Bocelli performs a series of arias and hymns live on stage in commemoration of the death of Pope John Paul II. The selections will include uh, the Ave Maria, Adeste Fidelis, and Mozart's. Ave Verun Corpus. So that's
0: Credo John Paul II tomorrow, Sunday, November 1st at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And if you miss it, it repeats again on Wednesday, November 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern.
3: And in celebration of All Saints Day, Salt and Light Television invites you to meet the saints and Blesseds in a new and very personal way uh, through the documentary Saints Gospel Artists, which is also airing tomorrow following Credo at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: So uh, Saint Gospel Artists follows a group of young people as they travel from Germany into Italy and onto Vatican City. And it showcases the stories of Saint Saints Peter, Saint Francis and Claire of Assisi, Saint Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, also known as Edith Stein, Saint Jana Beretta Mola, as well as a few others.
3: So don't miss it, that Saints Gospel Artists tomorrow on All Saints Day at nine thirty PM Eastern, ten thirty Pacific.
0: And the new season of Nothing More Beautiful from Edmonton begins Saturday, November 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern with the Most Reverend Richard Smith, Archbishop of Edmonton, and Lydia Cristini, who is a teacher and youth minister. The topic is Jesus Christ, Word of God made flesh.
3: And remember, our guest today, Therese Nichols, will be on Catholic Focus, The Feminine Genius, this coming Wednesday, November 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. Be sure to tune in, and I'm just going to take this opportunity to plug my Focus show also, which is happening, I believe, next week. Um, Keep checking saltandlighttv.org. You'll see the focus um, little square right there pop up and just click on it. I'm doing a focus show on uh, St. Mary's University College in Alberta. Mm-hmm. I had an amazing, amazing three days there. Uh, they're launching um, the very first distinctly Catholic Bachelor of Education program in all of Canada. So it's uh, a beautiful initiative. Yes. And, and the students that are coming out of that that uh, program, that graduate program, are just phenomenal, on fire for Christ, and ready to transform our Catholic schools. So tune in. This tune is, is going to yeah. be a good one. It
0: is, it is, and you're very excited about it. So, mm-hmm. um, and if you can't get Salt and Light TV on your television, but you still want to watch all our programs, you can watch on the internet. All our programming streams live at our website, saltandlighttv.org.
3: And if you miss part of the show, all our radio programs are available for a podcast. Just go to saltandlighttv.org/slash/radio. All our programs are archived there.
0: And do I have to say this again? Remember, we love mail. Please let us know your thoughts on, on what it means to be an authentic woman or on, on the H1N1 vaccine. Um, and we're looking for priests for the Man in Black segment. So send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. And Michelle... Yes. This is a sad day, Michelle. It is, because it is a sad Michelle day. is leaving us. So mm-hmm. this is her very last Salt and Light radio program. Michelle is uh, leaving... Canada. She's uh, going to be working with the Knights of Columbus in New Haven, Connecticut. Tell us a bit about that.
3: Yes. um, Well, I don't want to say goodbye because I really don't feel that it is goodbye. Um, Basically, I see myself uh, and David as well, who I will be going down with, of course, my husband. uh we see ourselves really as the bridge th- the bridge that's going to strengthen the relationship between the nights and salt and light television so um we're going to be working for the media and communications department yes. um at their headquarters in new haven um continuing to produce um works of hope um that will be you know in conjunction with salt and light or other production companies um and uh we'll also be taking i will personally be taking on a role um sort of a more journalistic editorial role on their websites and try to incorporate uh, media element to to some of them as well um, one of them is the headline Bistro the other is the fathers for good website so yes. fantastic resources spiritual um, and uh, and newsworthy sources so uh, we're, we're looking forward to it but it's definitely we're leaving with some heavy hearts because yeah. uh, though we're still going to be here you know once in a while and coming back and forth it's it's uh, it's definitely not going to be the
0: same no it's true but I'm not going to say goodbye because no. again I expect a lot of news from the Knights of Columbus uh, yes, lots yes. of great projects coming out of there and, and you can uh, keep tabs on Michelle on all those uh, great night websites um, uh, the the Bistro mm-hmm. I keep forgetting what it's called Headline, the bistro. The headline yeah. bistro is yeah. that the Headline is that up headline beast oh yeah, yeah it's up and running yeah yep. so dot com yes so I so believe. visit that site there's uh, lots of good stuff the Knights of Columbus are doing um, and, and we love the Knights so if you're a Knight we love you um, that brings us to the end of the program uh, next week we'll be speaking about restorative justice and our featured band will be Critical
3: Mass Thanks for listening. Uh, it's been fun. It's been an honor to be with you, Pedro. It has been fun. On, uh, on Salt and Light Radio. And I, I certainly hope this is not going to be the last time.
0: No, for sure. Invite me back. For sure. Maybe I can be your guest. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have you. <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll try to do something exciting and worthy of, of being on, on the show.
0: So that was uh, Michelle Nuzzo and I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Thanks for listening. Happy All Saints Day. This has been Salt and Light Radio.